0: This episode of Higher Learning is brought to you by Differin, an oil-free acne treatment designed to clear the acne you have and stop new acne in its tracks. That's because it has the number one prescription strength, retinoid. Do things different. Learn more and redeem a special offer at differin.com slash higher learning. That's differi dot slash higher learning. All one word. Sometimes food is more than just food. It's a part of our community. So this year, Discover is giving $5 million to support Black-owned restaurants to places like back-in-the-day bakery, post office pies, and hundreds more. Learn how you can show your support at discover.com. Ah! Right?
1: Yes, that was me. The sound that you just heard was me taking a deep breath. And I hope that everyone... In America, especially black and brown people, but especially black people have allowed themselves today to take a deep breath. We're about to put our thinking caps on. This is the Higher Learning Podcast. I am Van Lathan.
0: I'm Rachel Lindsay.
1: You you are Rachel Lindsay. Now, if you listen to the way that Rachel said that, she almost sighed her name. If you guys, she almost sighed. It was almost a breathe out. And it feels as if. Before we even get into any other of the the multitude of things that we'll be talking about today, not just, you know, today, but in the life of this podcast, why does it feel like to me your spirit is a little strained today?
0: There's a lot going on right now that is affecting our community. And I, I honestly, Van, I had to, and I hate this because this is our first episode. This is our inter- the introduction for higher learning. The people are getting to see what our show is about. And because our show is about the culture, how do we not, how are we not tired right now? How are you not saddened? how do you not feel heavy with everything that is going on and is affecting us right now? You said that you had to take a breath. I had to take a sip. Okay. I just needed to calm my nerves. I needed to get in the right mind- mindset. As we delve into these topics that we're going to discuss today, I'm I'm going to try everything that I can today not to be emotional because I'm at a place right now where not only am I exhausted, but I feel helpless and I'm trying to figure out what is it that I can do. And I'm pretty sure there are a lot of people who look like me who are trying to figure out that same thing.
1: Mm. Yeah, so I mean, let's just get to sort of uh the meat of what it is we're discussing. Obviously, um there's a huge news story. It's huge, but it's not novel. Uh it's not new. Um, and it's not in any way something that we almost don't expect at this point. Uh George Lloyd, there's video. Uh he is a man up there in Minnesota uh in, in Minneapolis. A video of his death hit the internet this week. Um And it's horrific. Uh, What you see in the video is a police officer with their knee on Mr. Lloyd's neck. He is now dead. Um, And you see this police officer basically suffocate him as he begs for his life. Uh, Now, this video isn't something we haven't seen before. It's the same video we saw in the case of Eric Garner. Um... We've seen situations like this before. We, we just were sort of able to catch our breath from the death of Ahmaud Arbery. Um, but when this happens, the questions keep arising in our brains, the questions of whether or not we're American citizens. Uh, are we safe from police? Are we safe from the system? Uh, is there any sort of penalty? We should say that the officers that are involved in this have already been terminated, uh, legally, we're not sure what's going to happen to them. um, but it almost doesn't matter what happens to them because George Floyd is dead. uh, I keep saying Lloyd for some reason, my bad I meant George Floyd, no respect, no disrespect to the brother. Now for the rest of us, we'll we'd be able to take solace in the fact that some sort of justice was done, but it, it, there's there can be no lasting justice until America addresses. Whatever exists systemically, whatever exists culturally that allows us to keep finding ourselves back in this situation Mm -hmm. for black people to continuously have to uh, announce their humanity, announce their right to live, announce their right to breathe, announce their right to gather, announce their right to to live in a society um, and not be subject to terrorism, which is what this is. Yeah, it is. And for me, you know, everyone is talking. There there are a lot of things. There was a protest today where young African-Americans mostly took took to the streets up there in Minnesota and they were tear gassed. They were tear gassed by police officers who I haven't seen use any tear gas to armed white supremacist organizations that have uh, popped up in state capitals. Yep. and federal buildings all over the country and asserted their right uh, to assemble, to gather, and to make their presence felt.
0: And to bear arms. Don't don't forget that. Because oh, they're, they're be, armed up.
1: To be dangerous. Yeah. And to, in a real way, uh, if not overtly, but subconsciously, threaten danger. Because that's why you show up somewhere with a gun to let somebody know that you're dangerous. When we show up, we're normally not armed. We're showing up to let people know that we're hurting. And what we normally get from that is you niggas shut up. And they do that by violence, by tear gas and by all of these other things, uh, just to let us know that we don't have a voice in this country. Hey, uh, uh, Rachel, I'm going to ask you, you've dealt with these issues. I've dealt with these issues. What are we going to do? Because because we keep we're in a groundhog's day loop yep. of despair and hurt. What's do you have what do you want to do right now?
0: I you know, we talked about this before. I'm I'm with you. The question is what can we do? Feeling all the feelings that we feel, frustrated, angry, you know, upset, emotional. That's not going to do it. What action can we take that will actually institute change? Man, I don't know. We've been dealing with this for centuries. You know, we, we had a black president for eight years and then we literally stepped back 50 years when we, when we elected the next president. I, and, and it seems like the country is going backwards rather than forwards right now. I don't know what we can do. You and I kind of touched on this last week when we were talking, but I think that it has to be bigger than us. Black people have been fighting this fight, have been protesting, have been using whatever platform they can to assert their rights. And it's not doing anything. Here we are in 2020 and it's not doing anything for us. So what can we do to make a difference? We, I, I, we can't do it by ourselves. I've talked about the civil rights movement. I've talked about what has to happen, how we had to have the help of our white brothers and sisters. We had to have allies help us in this situation to to get the rights that we deserve. That's what's going to have to happen again. And personally, I'm using my platform to encourage people that don't look like me that you need to speak up and be as deeply disturbed as we are by what's going on. And the Mm -hmm. sad thing, Van, is As much as we talk about this, it's not like tomorrow we're going to wake up and there's going to be a difference. It ain't going to be a difference tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. We're going to have to see change take place over time. And it's got to be systematic change as well. That means that we have to get out in strong numbers and vote. We have to let our voices speak through that. We have to vote locally regionally and nationally to get things done because that's the only way it's going to do it. Marching helps. It brings awareness, but then our attention span is only so great. We have to make systematic change.
1: I I agree. I mean, I I agree with the, 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 the systematic change. Um, what I vehemently disagree with is that.
0: Vehemently. Okay. vehemently disagree. <laughs> with. What I it's a what I,
1: word. I I vehemently disagree with the notion of any other group helping Black oh, Americans right man. now. Oh
0: man, come on! It's not a it's uh, listen it, like
1: it, it and the 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 like. And I'll tell you, listen. I know a a a plethora of of decent people from outside of the Black community. I do. Sure. The question is. If they don't lend their voices, their economic support, their political support to what's happening to us, then what? The question is: What if you they called
0: don't? it Groundhog's Day? Then we I, keep doing this shit over and over and over again. And we
1: can't live in a we can't live in a in a dynamic where Black Americans cannot afford to live in a dynamic where we wait for somebody to come save us or help us.
0: It's not, I it, knew you happening. were going to say that. It's, it's not, not, that,
1: it's, it, it's not it, going to happen. We've been waiting not, for the white men and white hats for hundreds of years. They're never coming. What we have to, like, what we have to realize is that it's going to take a concerted effort on many different fronts. Agreed. On, on many different fronts. Some of those fronts might be things that are unpleasant. Let me put it to put it to you like that. The Black America might start to have Black Americans might have to start to assert some strength, and draw some lines, and 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 stick the chest out a little bit, because if you are completely if if you're if you approach things in a docile, meek, and impotent manner, you're relying on the graciousness or the altruism of an oppressor, or someone that has their their hand around your neck to stop squeezing because they're looking into your eyes.
0: That's not what I'm saying. That's okay. not what I'm saying. I know we're saying? like we're 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 like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King here. Because because
1: I feel that's... you. Be I, what I'm saying is like like I I, I I implore anyone white whatever if you see something wrong, get involved. But the the reality of the situation is no one can fix the no one can understand the pain, fix yes. the pain, and be more dedicated to the pain going on inside your own house than the people yes. who live there. And we have to figure out how we assert our strength without the help of white America.
0: I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you because I'm not looking for a white savior to get us out of where we've gotten before. Please don't think that's what I'm saying. I'm taking the words that you said at the top of this show you said that you talked about George Floyd and you talked about our lives not being valued, right? That's the whole matter. I mean, the whole movement behind Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. So if we're looked at as our lives are not as valuable as another race, if another race is looked at as more superior than us, then we can congregate all we want, but you're also going to need the assistance I, I, you I, look at it how you want to, but you are going to need other voices to help move this along. And we've seen history. I, I keep bringing up the civil rights movement, but it never would have happened if black people just had had continued to protest. We aren't looked at. I disagree as having, with that
1: wholeheartedly. So if you if so if you look at the Montgomery bus boycott, right? What you had. I'll tell you what the difference between it us and them an is. It made an
0: impact. Oh, go, ahead, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah,
1: I'll tell you what the difference between us and them is. The difference between us and them was what they were willing to sacrifice. So, during the Montgomery bus boycott, people think when you when you go back and you look at the history of that, which is a huge, huge, obviously um, uh, a sort a, 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 a huge development in the civil rights movement and a big part um, of the strength that was built around Dr. King. And what everybody else was doing, they affected an economic system. They said, listen, we are not going to ride the bus if we're not respected as riders of the bus. Correct. We're not. and, And what happened was over the course of the boycott, they actually hurt somebody. And I want people to understand what I say. When I say hurt someone, I don't mean necessarily physically. I mean, you have to show that you have the ability to negatively impact somebody else for them to respect what it is you bring to the table. I'll give you an example. Um, my father, right? Uh, I was a kid and I had like made good grades on a test and you get like a chip party to give you chips, right? Everybody's sitting around eating chips and a guy that I knew that I was kind of cool with named Demel. Demel came up and he grabbed my chips, ate them in my face, and then walked away laughing. It happened so fast that I did not get a chance to respond to it, right? It happened so quick. I was like, yo, what you doing? And then by the time he was walking away laughing, I couldn't let it go. I go home that night, right? I say to my dad, I say, dad, I'm going to get in the fight. I'm going to fight somebody tomorrow. And, I was, and he was like, why? I was like, I told him what happened. My dad was like, well, you should have fought him the, the moment that he took your chips. And he go, and I go, I know, I just, I, I don't know what happened or whatever. I'm, I'm talking to him about it. I told him, I got to do it. I can't let it go. And he said, all right. And I told him, he's going to beat me up. I, now, I never forget that. I knew that D'Amel could fight. You
0: knew you were going to lose.
1: Knew I was going to lose. Okay. I told my father, I said, he's going to beat me up. He's going to beat me up. Like, he's big. He's tough, whatever. He's going to beat me up. And my dad said, that's okay. My dad said, this is your job tomorrow. Okay? Um, he said, your job is to make sure he knows he's in a fight. He said, your job is to go out there, assert yourself, draw your line, and then whatever happens, if you got to rip a shirt, if you got a scratch, if you got a claw, whatever, the only thing you want him to come away from that knowing is that you're not the right person to fuck with. Sure. Is that fucking with you, that there's a cost. Mm -hmm. As long as someone can fuck with you, as long as someone can take advantage of you, as long as someone can degrade you and there's no cost, they're going to continue to do it as long as they want. Okay. And you can't rely on somebody else to come in and stop that from happening. That's and not that's what I'm not saying. that's not what the civil rights movement was about, Rachel. That's
0: not what I'm saying. I, I, I get the bus boycott. I get how it economically hurt non-blacks and what and how it made an impact. What I'm saying is you can't say it both ways, right? You can't say that they look at us and they don't value us and they don't respect our lives and who we are, and then expect also for us to be able to make a difference. If they don't value you, if they don't look at you a certain way, then then you're not, you're they're never gonna they're never gonna hear you, they're never gonna see what you're doing, no matter how big the number is. What I'm saying is that there has to be some type of movement towards systematic change. That is what I'm saying. And I think that if you have more, I think that there's power in numbers. I'm not saying that black people should not rise up. I'm not saying that black people shouldn't congregate and fight and assert their rights. What I'm also saying is it shouldn't just be us. You need to be so outraged by the disgust that you're seeing with us dying in the middle of the day at the hands of police officers that you want to speak up and fight as well. And if we can continue to get more numbers speaking out, non-Black as well, I think that it has a better chance, a quicker chance, of making more of a difference.
1: Okay. So I'll give you an, uh, uh, an example. So you, as I understand it, you are a woman.
0: Uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) You're a woman. All right. Now let's talk about something else that happened just recently. The Me Too movement, right? Yeah. Okay. So men have been taking advantage of women in every way that men can take advantage of women for decades, hundreds of years. Since the dawn of time, men have been abusing women. Okay. Okay. In all types of ways. Some ways, obviously violent and Obviously discussing some ways, such microaggressions that they're almost undetectable unless you are a woman and understand them, right? Okay. Tell you what the Me Too movement did. I think we discussed this too. We keep talking about a Phantom Pilot episode, by the way, that me and yeah, Rachel sorry, recorded guys. last week. <laughs> we're talking about something, a conversation that we had, um, but we're calling back to it because the dynamics still have, have, have merit. This is what the Me Too movement did the me too movement empowered women by doing something that women didn't have the societal opportunity to do to men for a long time to hurt them. Okay. Okay. So what the me too movement said, me too movement said was that doesn't matter what TV shows you've done or what movies you've done or what songs you've done or what paintings you've painted what act what, what roles you've been cast in, whatever. If there is a pattern of you engaging in this type of behavior, we will weaponize our collective will and our collective mindset to ensure that everything gets taken away from you, your legacy, your freedom, your earning ability, everything. You will lose it all for the first time women had muscle in the fight against men. They couldn't be silenced. They couldn't be ignored. They couldn't be abused. They couldn't be taken for granted. They couldn't be... And when I say in a span of three and a half to four years, the dynamic completely shifted. Right. It happened instantaneously. The question is, what is going to be the thing that Black Americans are going to be able to do to American society, to affect the change that we need to see to protect our lives, and it's not going to be asking them to help us out.
0: Stop saying I'm. 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 At, I'm not saying that I'm asking. We need to ask our white brothers and sisters to help us. What I'm saying is, is that you should be so outraged that we are all coming together to make a change. Now, to your example, but what about, if they're not? But what if but, they're not? What well, then we keep going. If then we keep going. I'm not saying that we stop and we're like, well, shit, we can't get them to help us out. Then 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 we just stop. No, we keep the fight. We still do our part, but we should be encouraging them. You need to speak out and do something as well. And to your point about the Me Too movement, those women weren't just black. They were all women. They were all racist. I didn't say that they were just black. No, but what I'm saying is, is... If there were if we're talking about a social caste system here of how Mm -hmm. people are valued in America, I'm pretty sure that the Me Too Me Too movement would have been totally different if it was just black women versus all women. And my point is started the Me Too movement. She started it. She didn't. I'm saying she started it. But who do you see as the face of it? You don't just see her. That ain't who you see out there. Well, you
1: see any woman that's been abused anywhere.
0: If you, so asked, you so, if you polled women, if you polled women right now and you said who's a part of the Me Too movement, nobody would name her.
1: I don't think that's true at all. But I, I get, what, I, get majority I get that there people... are bigger stars that have been involved and in who's, it. You...
0: And who's the face of it? I'm not saying who didn't start it. I'm saying who's the face of it. And my point is, is that all women came together. To, to be this united force and we got like black people are going to we 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 are coming together what i'm saying is is that more than just us should come together but we're that's coming all. together
1: i guess we're coming together for sure but we're coming together to do what though like how are we
0: that's the question we've been asking since the beginning of this what I, I, what I do we what do i'm saying is
1: who's losing because we're losing like what like what's the what are the stakes and i think that the, what frustrates me about continuous appeals right appeals to the democrats or appeals to american culture at large the continuous appeals uh, appeals to listen this is what's happening to us is that what you have to understand is i'm not talking about the fact that mainstream america culture is evil or doesn't care even though there's a part of me that believes to a degree that there is widespread apathy to the black experience in America, widespread oh. apathy. Obviously uh, that's what I mean. There's a part of me. I fucking know that there's widespread apathy. And a part of the reason that that's true is because people care about their lives.
0: And their they experience care about whether and what they know. Their
1: children are safe. Yeah. And if their kids, are, if their kids are safe, then they care about your kids in their spare time. They care about your kids when it's in their face. And then for the rest of the time, they gotta care about their kids, so I just can't deal with any part-time activists. Like when is when they when they when they're off the clock for whatever they normally do, and they want to come help out. That's cool, but I can't look over my shoulder for them. I have to kind of deal with and engage with the people that are living this every second of every day. And so I, 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 I get what you're saying. I understand it. Great, but I kind of wish we didn't feel that way. I- no, I
0: wish we didn't have to. But isn't that why we're in the place that we're in right now? Because be- that's because of this. If it could, if we could just rely on us, if it could just be us, then we wouldn't even be in the situation that we're in right now. We're I in hate the situation that
1: I- because people exploit us and have exploited us since the beginning, and it's been I agree advantageous for them to do so. I and if, agree. If it's still advantageous for them to exploit us, we can't rely on them to stop exploiting I'm us and hurting saying us just rely.
0: I'm saying that I'm not saying that we have to have them. I'm not saying it like that. I'm just saying they should want to, right? And I think that it could make a bigger. It would happen quicker if mm-hmm. other people spoke up. That's, I guess, yeah. what I'm more so saying because I, I, I agree with you.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you. I, I, look, that I, I understand what you're saying. I'm sick and tired. I'm fed up. And now I have to ask you, what's your favorite Doja Cat song?
0: Okay. Do you know?
1: Because we're, because look. Cause Do like, you know? Because these things tie together. The Doja Cat situation. Like, what's your favorite, like, like. I favorite?
0: didn't even know who she was. Damn. I, I'll just, okay. I'll just be, I'll just be quite honest. You're playing her. I had heard the name. I had mm-hmm. no idea who Doja Cat was. I'm like, who was Doja Cat? Why is she in the media? Who is, I, I knew she was an artist, but I'm not familiar with her work. Hmm. I am now because right. she's all up in the media. Right. But prior to this conversation, I don't. She could have walked past me on the street and I wouldn't have known who she was. See,
1: here's where the Doja Cat drama plays into all of this. And if you guys haven't been ke- keeping up with this, uh, Doja Cat is a incredibly successful, um, very beautiful young lady, very talented. She just got her first number one with "Say So," it's uh, a song that she had with her and Nicki Minaj good song. It, Rachel never heard it. Rachel's not fucking with Doja Cat. Um, she was on her way up. She was. It was about to happen and of course, in today's society when you are on your way up it's time to find out how people can fuck you right over. And they <laughs> sure did a fantastic job on Doja Cat and she sure did give them... She
0: did it to herself.
1: Uh, uh, enough. Yeah for, <laughs> to, for, yeah, for sure she did. Uh, they gave her enough ammunition to do so. Um, it turns out that she uh it was participating in some weird racist shit i guess would be the best way to to explain what people said it was there was uh some chat rooms that she was in tiny chat um with some racist white incels there was also a song that she uh that she performed that she recorded it's called didn't do didn't do nothing didn't do nothing, should i say and that term didn't do nothing is a white supremacist racist term it's did you know like that
0: before this?
1: Yeah, I knew about that. I knew that. Okay, okay. I knew. I knew that 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 like because what, what happened is, you know, something happens to say Sandra Bland or uh George Lloyd, and they say, oh, he didn't do nothing. Like making fun of the way black people talk and making fun of the fact that these uh uh I guess calling to the question whether or not some of these um these uh these deaths were actually brought on by the victims. Um she recorded that song and people connected the dots Doja Cat is anti black. Doja Cat is uh, a sellout. She's an Uncle Tom. Um, and she's somebody that hates herself. She has since addressed this in uh, a long Instagram live where she pulled out a bunch of bullet points to remind black America um, specifically that she loves herself, that she is not a self hating Uncle Tom Negro. Um, and that, you know, in her past, she has done things simply for attention. Um, but now she understands that she was wrong. Do you have any understanding of what's going on? Do you care? Do you understand why people are upset?
0: I can see why you think I don't care because I did not know who she was. Right. But now after all the attention that she has gotten and I have looked her up and seen what she's about, I do care. And I think hmm. that it's bigger than, Don't. first of all, I saw her Instagram live and I have mixed feelings about that, just in general. I don't know if I necessarily am on board with everything that she's saying or if I necessarily believe her. She's just trying to win back the audience that she is now losing.
1: Which parts didn't you like?
0: I. It was very disjointed and it did not make sense to me, especially her. I don't understand why she was in these chats. I don't understand her reasoning for what they're calling race play and her allowing Mm -hmm. white people to call her. Did you see
1: that? Yeah, I mean she said she said she, she didn't race play is hilarious. She said me, she didn't.
0: She said she didn't have them call her the N-word, but right. she did.
1: Right. Well, did, I mean, did chat, I miss in something? Video, in the video that I saw, so it's Doja Cat, she's in the chat room, and she says N-word, hard ER N-word around a bunch of uh what people are Which calling she admitted. racist white incels incels, meaning involuntary celibates, guys who- I looked it up too. (laughs) Urban dictionary, (laughs) I looked
0: it up. (laughs) Involuntary
1: celibates. By the way, the incel thing is very dangerous. There's been a lot of incel. I watched the whole BBC documentary on incels to get ready for this. I guess the incels are guys who they're in, um, guys and ladies who are involuntarily celibate. And because of this, they have all types of- uh, terrible feelings towards society and they lash out and hurt people sometimes. So um, well, she was in a, ch- a chat room with all of these people and I guess she was, people were accusing Doja, Doja Cat of, uh, uh, of sort of being their Negro bed concubine, which is not going to fly with anyone. And she wanted to address those things and you didn't feel like she addressed I, them properly.
0: I didn't. I, I didn't I didn't get it. To me the the conclusion that I had which is the bigger picture in the whole Doja Cat thing to me is this internalized racism that she I think has She's and biracial. she is biracial. Her father yeah. is I don't know if you said this part but her father is South African. Yeah. Um she does not she has a stra- a strained relationship, a strange relationship with her father even though he has now come out and said that they do communicate. Mm -hmm. So not really sure who to believe there, but anyway, she is not in, it's safe to say she is not in touch with the black side of her family. She was raised by her white mother. Mm -hmm. She has made comments about her hair. She has made comments about her look. And it seems very much so internalized racism, Mm -hmm. which I think is the bigger picture. And it's something that is runs rampant, especially with women in our black community, in the black community. And so I actually felt sorry for her when I watched her. I didn't. I, I empathized with her. I don't agree with what she was saying. But to me, it was that issue of you don't like the way that you look. You aren't comfortable in your own skin. And it brings up issues of skin bleaching. And I thought of Sammy Sosa. It brings up mm-hmm. issues. The first thing I thought about when I watched her was Imitation of Life. If you guys are familiar with that movie, if you haven't seen it, it's please watch favorites. the- Please watch the 1954 version with Lana Turner and Mahalia Jackson. There's two versions. Watch the second one. Um, it, it, it very much so reminded me that she is not happy with who she is. And I, 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 I felt like I didn't experience this on the level of I've never, I've never been hated who I was or the way that I looked, but I dealt with other people putting that on me. Like, Black men saying that I needed to look a certain way. Uh White people telling me that I needed to look a certain way uh, or needed to be a certain way. And so with her, I felt sorry for her because she doesn't seem to be in touch with her black side. Who knows what she's been through? Uh Yeah, I I don't know how she grew up, but it it was very sad to me to watch her because I feel like that's why she was in these chat rooms. That's why she says the things that she says. She doesn't know who she is. Hmm. And I don't know if you got that vibe, but that's the vibe that I got from her. She don't know who she is.
1: Well, there's a couple of things I think that are at play. One is uh, sort of, and she talked about it a little bit, that she's been going to these places for a very long time. And so... When you go to these places, these different chat rooms or situations like this, when everyone is trying to be uh, provocative, outlandish, irreverent, uh, and say differing, shocking types of things, and everyone's competing for attention, there's a uh, certain—that becomes a part of your personality. It becomes a part of who you are, what you do, and really, part of Doja Cat's appeal, uh, not just the music, has been the fact that she is out there you know, that she is wacky, that she is like, like I said, irreverent. Um, there are certain things that this culture, that black people that we don't like to play with, like we don't, like there are certain, there's a time to play. And then there are certain things that are serious. There are certain things that cut to the very core of who we are and how we access ourselves and our blackness um, and our, and our beauty. There's one thing that is unforgivable at least from the community that I came from in South Louisiana, and that's self-hate. We just don't forgive self-hate. Like the only thing that we've been able to cling to is the love of ourselves. Now we express this sometimes in ways that aren't the healthiest. Sometimes uh we could love ourselves better in different ways, but if someone comes out right now and says they don't want to be black, that is an unforgivable sin. That's the that that's that's the mortal sin of. I know of, a lot of, of people of, that are like that. I I don't know a motherfucking one. I'm not saying that they hit, don't want to. All you no. gotta do is hint that you're not fucking with this black. All you and I'm done with you. I don't know like I don't know one.
0: But I think but what I but but I understand what you're saying. For example, remember the viral video that happened very very recently with the little black girl who was getting her hair twisted. Mm-hmm. And her hairstylist was telling her, talk, talking about doing her hair. And she blurts out, I'm ugly. And the mm-hmm. hairstylist starts immediately telling her how beautiful. I, I was in tears watching that. Mm-hmm. How, me, hairstylist immediately tells her, you're beautiful. Who told you that? That, that was a baby girl. And somewhere she got the notion that she wasn't a beautiful person. I don't mean the self-hatred as I don't want to be black, just the self-hatred of you see a lot of black women compare themselves of what is seen as stereotypical beauty And what is defined as beautiful in the media, in print or whatever, and they compare themselves to that and they feel like that if they don't line up, they're not beautiful. And it starts at such a young age. You can go back to the experiments that they were doing with the Kenneth and Mamie Clark doll experiment back in the Mm -hmm. 1939, 1940s. It is embedded in our culture. That's why skin bleaching is such a, a big industry, yeah. and so it's not. It, I'm not, and so that's what this whole Doja Cat is bring thing is bringing up to me. It's yeah, not. I, get, a, I don't want to be black. It's I. I don't. I'm not feel beautiful. beautiful. Right. I don't. No, I get. Yeah. I get
1: that sisters. That that sisters feel this way. My mom was very intentional about this. By the way, my mother. When I started getting into in, in classes with all white kids, my mother goes. My mother pulls me to the side. She goes, Listen. Uh. She goes, I just want you to know something. Okay. You're going to go in here. She's like, you got big, full lips. You got a king's nose. She was like, you look just like your daddy. And he's the most gorgeous man in the world. You're beautiful. You're gorgeous. You're worth it. I love everything. your mom. And she like, she, she just, she just, she, my mother would always cut it off at the past. So before you get my son in the class and have him looking at his big Jackson five nose and his big lips and make him think that he not something, let me remind this boy that he is beautiful. And yeah. that I remind my sister that she is beautiful. So I completely get that. And I understand that there's no way that I could relate to what sisters have to go through, what black women have to go through, what women period, but especially black women have to go through to, to appeal to a European body standard and, um, And beauty standards. I can't relate to that. But I guess what I'm saying with her is that um, it seems as if that mixed with sort of how the rhythm of the way things go in those chat rooms kind of got her a little bit out of the box um, in some respects to what black Americans feel like is acceptable or acceptable behavior around people who we know don't give a shit about us. Mm-hmm. Now, I personally don't like the idea of canceling people, and I think this is a very important conversation to have because yeah, now, that sure. do- now that Doja Cat is uh, a musician, she's going to be uh, she's going to rely on Black culture in a lot of ways to propel her forward. And part of that is going to be her ability to demonstrate to those people that she loves and cares about them, okay? Uh, because if they think she's not, they're not going to fuck with her. I think the mistake that she's making more than any other mistake is not having a dialogue. So if you do an Instagram live and she turned the comments off during the Instagram live, and I understand that she's probably been getting a lot of a lot of hatred, you have to give specifically black women in this who have questions, yeah,
0: you have do. to give
1: them a voice. They have to be able to talk to you. It can't be about a set of bullet points and then you debunking them. I understand, and some of the what she said made sense, but the one thing that black people don't want to feel, the ones that I know, um, I'm not because I'm not, I never want to speak for all the black people, they don't want to feel silenced and voiceless. So at some point, if she or anybody else is going to turn the page on this, and that's just not not just her, because there have been some other people that have uh that have gotten in trouble about things that they've done in the past. Um, you're gonna have to give people a voice in order to speak to you and make sure that they understand. That you understand, should I say, what it is that they're talking about. So there's got to be dialogue, not just monologue.
0: Can I ask you a question? Because I have a huge issue with this, and this can, and this can, we can talk about this in a, in a bigger sense of things, but when you aren't initially apologetic for what you've done, and you only apologize after you've been outed, it's very hard for me to accept your apology as sincere. And I think that that's what I had with the issue with her live chat. You're saying that you did the didn't do nothing song because you were taking power back in the word, which is what we say about the N-word. But it doesn't make sense when you're a part of alt-right group chats and you talk about the texture of your hair and the way you look. And there's this self-hatred about your Black appearance. So mm-hmm. now all of a sudden, we're supposed to believe that you had a song about Black power when nothing about you says that. Yeah. I, I, I just... I think that's what I have such an issue with her about is would we be hearing from you in this way if you hadn't been outed?
1: Yeah. So it's I get very it.
0: hard for me to believe her. Mm.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, I understand that as a man, I understand that all too well because men, we have something that we do. I call it dickhead momentum.
0: Okay. okay.
1: So this is what a dickhead momentum is. Okay. Like you're in a relationship. Your wife tells you something. Your girlfriend, your your husband, whomever. This is specifically something that men I, I've seen, it's a specific thing that men deal with more than other people. Dickhead okay. momentum. Um, you know that you're wrong. Okay. Okay. But initially, you've got so much dickhead momentum invested mm-hmm. into this argument that you gotta ride with it for a while. That's a thing that happens. Like you said, like you're driving, right? And you knew you were supposed to turn off. Mm-hmm. You know that she knows you were supposed to turn off. Okay, you can't look at her right now and say, "My bad, I was wrong." You can't do it. It's not allowed. They t- they they sit us down when we're kids and they go, yeah. "Don't do that." Even if, like they, it's not allowed. You have to either get mad or you have to bring up some old shit. You sometimes, but you can't just say, "You, I gotta turn around." You have to. you you, you can't do that. So you can only admit that you're wrong. This is, by the way, this is not me, the enlightened me. This is the old me. Oh, oh, okay.
0: Okay. You
1: can only admit that you're wrong Mm
0: -hmm. after
1: Uh she has a clear cut flawless victory. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the only time. So I understand why people don't come out right away and go, everything I was saying was fucked up. It's a lot of dickhead momentum building up. Uh, The question is, how much of a dickhead are you going to be? And I think okay. that's the question everyone has to ask for themselves. Let me
0: just tell you, what you just said can be summed up in one word. It's called pride. What you just described when you said yeah. a dickhead pride. moment, pride.
1: Yeah. Pride. pride. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Pride. yeah. Ego. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. But look, but look for her, for her, it's, 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 it's more pernicious than that because for someone like that, she's selling culture. She's a culture merchant. Anyone that's I- anyone that is selling culture to somebody, you're selling music. There's a certain way that you did. Like she's on songs, like she's in the culture now. She might have not been before. So that certainly wasn't when she was in the tiny chat in cell chat now? rooms. I mean, to a degree, she is. She's rapping, and so and like
0: and and that don't mean anything.
1: It it I mean, it does depending on how you do it, right? So if like meaning. There are rappers that are outside of it, and then there are rappers that are inside of it. She's working with Nicki Minaj. She's working with Miguel. Takashi, Takashi ix Nine
0: worked with uh, Nicki Minaj.
1: I know, but here's the thing, though. He definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely tried to interlope into the culture for I sure. I just want to
0: get you riled up about Takashi. By the way, <laughs> I know how you feel about him.
1: <laughs> by the way, we've decided we've we've made it a rule: no Takashi here. They're, 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 oh, they are, it's coming all the way from the top. They are needling me, wanting to toss some Takashi 9 69 but we don't really do it. But look, so by the way, look, like, I, I guess I'll ask you, I mean, you, the, the Doja Cat thing, you, did you accept her apology as a black woman? Did you get I, it?
0: I will always accept somebody's apology. You know, I'm uh-huh. not here to judge whether or not you know, what you, you meant, what you said. If you're going to, if you're going to, I appreciate that she did a written apology and that she came out and and did a live. Maybe she's not interacting with us, but she still came out for 15 minutes almost and mm-hmm. talked. So yeah. I'll appreciate that. But I don't always just accept the apology. It's like, okay, I hear you, but now what are you going to do? Now I'm watching you. What are you going to do from here? I want to mm-hmm. see that you really are about your black people. I want to see that you are about the culture, do you really love yourself? What 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 song are you going to make from here? What are you are you going to be in touch with your South African side? Who are you going to South African
1: roots? Who are you yeah. going to empower? I'm empower waiting. I'm coach. watching.
0: Now I'm watching you. I accept. Mm-hmm. I hear you. And now I'm watching.
1: Yeah. Um. I, I assume that you're that you're voting for vice president. Is are you the type of person that that talks about who you're voting for and stuff like that? Do you get into yeah, the whole? I have
0: no. I've no. I've no problem talking about that.
1: So you talk, you're, you're voting for Vice President Biden or you're voting Donald Trump? I mean, it's
0: f- Trump? I'm voting for
1: Biden. If you, if you want to make an announcement right here on the podcast that you're, I mean, look, I'm, hey,
0: what are you trying to say? Well, I just well, told well, you who I was voting
1: well, for. Well, well, no, I'm saying politically, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to put you in a box. I don't you're, want to make you, assumptions. You won't.
0: I promise you won't. Just talk to me. You won't right. put me in a box.
1: So you're, so you're, so you're voting for, you voted for Donald Trump in 2016 is what you're saying.
0: Why would you say that? No, I did not. Don't, okay, please don't make that the clip. I did <laughs> that absolutely we'll that not. I've actually, I've actually, honestly, you never you voted and Republican. B.
1: <laughs> you and Hannah B. <laughs> voted together. <laughs> like y'all voted. Like y'all voted. Like, can, can we can we do something uh, right now before I, we move on to Joe Biden? Can we talk a little bit about the Can bachelor? we
0: silence? You? Can we? Oh, what are you? Can want we to talk a little bit this? about the
1: Bachelor? Just a little bit about the Bachelor.
0: Okay, like because because
1: because we're going to go to we're going to talk about Vice President Biden and whether or not okay. we're black enough but we haven't really we haven't yet discussed this uh cuz you come from a world
0: that, that you know nothing to. about
1: I don't give a fuck about it okay. okay but so many people give a fuck
0: I know I know and that's so crazy So many
1: people give a fuck they like people give so many fucks about the bachelor It's
0: crazy
1: It's weird right It's,
0: it's like it's cult like and, and truly, I, di- I did not watch the show, and I'm very vocal about this. I didn't watch it before I went on it. Most mm-hmm. of my friends didn't even watch it. My co-workers nominated me. Whatever. We don't need to get in all that. Point is, I had no idea what I was getting into until I got into it. Now what? I'm in this thing. What upsets me most about this whole situation with Hannah Brown is that people like you, you don't watch <laughs> The Bachelor. No, 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 no. <laughs> you don't watch The Bachelor. You don't know much about it at all. No. But I bet you know two things. What? One. You, don't, you know that the show isn't for people of color. Do you right. know that? Yeah, exactly. they've, never
1: had a, they've never had a black man on there.
0: Never had, had a black on. lead, and I was the first black female, okay? Right. Mm-hmm. You know that if you know nothing else. And now right. you know that one of their leads gets on her live and says nigga in her song to her mm-hmm. followers and then laughs through an apology of it. That's what you know, because that's yes. it's out there. Right, right. So it upsets me because I am a part of a franchise and I am affiliated with this. Mm -hmm. And this is for people like you who know nothing else. This is what you know. So it's Mm -hmm. very reflective of me. And I have a huge, huge problem with that. And I've, I've spoken at great lengths about, you know, whether it's on my social media or I've done, you know, I did another bachelor persons podcast and I talked about it and I tried to explain the history of the word. But what I've come to the conclusion is that. If you want to hear me, you want to hear me, and if you don't, you're not even trying to. And that's Mm -hmm. pretty much a lot of what I've realized with this Bachelor Nation audience. They're extremely toxic. They are set in their ways, and they don't want to see it any other way.
1: So obviously, me having come from TMZ, I know what it's like to be the ink dot. You know what I mean? And I also know what it's like to have to go to (laughs) like I I like I know what it's like to have to go to bat for an organization that keeps sticking its foot in the fucking fucked up cultural bear trap and and how taxing that can be and really how that's not something that you want to do that's a zero sum game that's like not where you want to be um just saying it's a thing that happens uh and and it's very undesirable um i guess what i would ask you about the experience with her and with the bachelor is the fact that the show Cause forget about her, because I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta let, let you guys know something. All your white friends that you think are the coolest people that you want to use your voice, you want all, all these white people that you want to you use to their me? voice, are talking you talk, to you, are you talking to talking me? Talking to you, <laughs> the white, the white people that you want to use their voice to help out black people and all of that stuff. As soon as you leave them, sixty-five percent of them. Nigga, 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 nigga. If you think that I, your friends, if you think that your friends are driving down the street listening to Trinidad Gold, Trinidad James, all gold, everything, and bleeping the I don't N-word think out. that. You wildin'.
0: I've been around it. I've seen them say it in front of me. I know oh, this. Oh, nah, that,
1: that, nah, see, that wouldn't happen. You two, like, don't, you no, doji-catting yourself. I, I didn't you say that. Che- no, no, I'm not rooms, saying, Rachel? I'm
0: not saying I don't check them, Rachel, but I'm saying this. what's your name on tiny chat? Look, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Cause you ain't a, you ain't about to doja cat me. You ain't about to do that to me. Let me tell you something. I've seen, I've seen white people get very comfortable around me. I've been categorized as, oh no, you're not like them. You're different. And I am very quick to let you know, yes, I am. Mm -hmm. So please, I might have been on The Bachelor. I might have um, a, a Latino husband. But I'll tell you one thing. I know exactly who I am. And mm. I will definitely tell you that. Right. Exactly I guess, who it. I am.
1: I'm with it. I guess what I would say is, it, well, what I'm asking is about The Bachelor specifically, is The Bachelor's never had a black male bachelor. And it you know, came from that. They've had Jesse Palmer. Uh, shout out to college <laughs> football. Um, but they've never had a black, you know.
0: And I'm very the, vocal about this. They never have. I went off when they didn't pick this last one. It, like...
1: Isn't that, isn't that dime store 10 cent racism? 100%. Isn't that not even the, that's not even the racism that we've come to respect. That's not even the, oh shit, wait, I get it. That's racist. You rap scallion, racist mother. That's not even, that's like old school bull Connor, don't drink at the fountain racism. Is that not
0: true? You were, I... Ever since I've become the lead and been a part of this franchise, I've been very vocal about m- increasing diversity. I like you said, I've even been the person who it's like you got to you got to you're a part of this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you you're, you you got to you can't totally throw it under the bus, but you also have to represent who you are. After this last season when they did not pick this guy named Mike Johnson, a veteran, black, professional, <laughs>
1: right.
0: attractive guy the checks every single box and people loved him. I went off because I'm like, at this point, you have basically said exactly who you are by not picking him. You don't want to, because at the end of the day, you have the power to do whatever it is you want. You can make an audience fall in love or hate somebody. I've Mm -hmm. seen it, it's happened to me. And the fact that you are still, it's been 24 seasons. And I said this so the last bachelor was Peter and I said we've had 24 Peters. We've had 24 of them, they all look alike. You put them in a picture, there's no difference. At this point it is on the franchise as to why we do not have a person of color that's the lead. Can't make excuses for it. Can't can't try to look at it any other way. Any way you slice it, the fact that we haven't had a black male lead when we have had qualified people is on the franchise. Period.
1: Do you have you spoken to Hanabi?
0: Uh, She needs to refer to her team because that's what she's done from here on out. I have not spoken to her since I spoke to her about going on her live. I did try to reach out to her. I did try to, and we did have a conversation. And I was very, I very much so tried to use it as a point of, let me not condemn you for what you did. How can we make this a bigger conversation? Mm -hmm. And when that door was closed, then I had to speak out on it. I can't well, be I, I I can't be the only black female lead and not discuss a white bachelorette saying the N-word publicly to your two point eight million followers. It's just I have to say something about that because it directly impacts me.
1: Don't worry, she's gonna go ultra black now. Now, like now
0: watch Man. I'm, she gonna, are you, you kidding gonna
1: me it, you gonna see her in like a Chris Brown video or something like that now are you
0: kidding me she doesn't she get, have to she's empowered by, by an audience of people as you said these these fans are intense that supports her she doesn't have the, to she gonna go right back to the way that, to doing what she was doing before um
1: I guess well look here's a so you know
0: sometimes our food is more than just food it's an integral part of our community So this year, Discover is giving $5 million to support Black-owned restaurants to places like Post Office Pies in Birmingham, Alabama, Back in the Day Bakery in Savannah, Georgia, and hundreds more Black-owned restaurants in your local community all across the country. Learn how you can show your support at Discover.com. This episode of Higher Learning is brought to you by Different. There are a ton of good excuses for avoiding a video call. Like maybe you're busy giving your pet goldfish a bath or alphabetizing your shoes. But all of the reasons to hide, acne shouldn't be one of them. Different gel is a different kind of acne treatment. It's an oil-free gel designed to give you consistently clear skin you can count on. Thanks to one special ingredient. Adapalene. Adapalene is the first multi benefit retinoid acne ingredient available over the counter without a prescription. Clear the acne you have and stop new acne in its tracks with Differin Gel. Do things different. Learn more and redeem a special offer at Differin.com slash higher learning. That's D I F F E R I N dot com slash higher learning. All one word.
1: I wanted to get into that real quick, but I also want to talk to you about because you said that you're not a Trump supporter. And no. uh, we're we're gonna take your word for that, and <laughs> um, and like, but the question is: Are you completely enamored and in support with and in lockstep with the Democratic Party? This is the reason why I asked you this question. Uh, there are a lot of a, a lot of people in the culture right now, a lot of Black people um, that are falling out of love with de- out of love with the Democrats. The Democrats have uh, been the party that has sort of been able to galvanize the African-American vote over the last sure. couple of generations. Um, and there's been a lot of, of questions that are being asked right now. of What have we really gotten for our support um, of the Democrats? And it seems like um, that conversation is coming to a head in this particular election. Uh, and there are a lot of voices out there that are prominent. Charlamagne God. Didier said some things regarding this. Shout out to both of those brothers. Uh, and one flashpoint moment for that was speaking of Charlemagne, Joe Biden was on the Breakfast Club. Smart decision by Team Biden to go on the Breakfast Club. <laughs> wait, are, you
0: like, <laughs> are, you, wait, are you saying that facetiously? Are you?
1: Are you? Wait, I feel sorry. I feel sad for them, and I'll tell you why I feel sad for Team Biden about going on the Breakfast Club. It's something that they had to do, but they've but been putting like, it off for months. They they it was the last thing that they wanted to do. You know what I mean? It's like it's like being a man when you feel a lump on one of your balls, like Lance Armstrong, right? Like Lance Armstrong... Think about this. You feel a lump I on your balls. I can tell you just
0: watched the 30 for 30. <laughs> I did, but think about
1: it. Lance Armstrong had to cough up blood before he went and got a mass on his testicles checked out. He had to, like... Thank thank God that like thank God that Lance is okay. And thank God that everybody. But think about how he didn't want to go to the doctor. He rode his bike with his balls hurting for years until he coughed up blood. That is the same amount of enthusiasm. Shut down that, the, up. <laughs> that <laughs> the Biden campaign had <laughs> about going on the Breakfast Club. I guarantee you they didn't want to do it. They did it, and goddamn it. It was a shit show. Joe Biden went on The Breakfast Club, everyone knows now, and said that if you dare vote for Donald Trump um, over Joe Biden, then you ain't black.
0: You ain't black.
1: Your thoughts immediately when you heard that.
0: My whole thing first with with Biden, I laughed when he first said it because I thought, my God, you went on here and you got super comfortable to where you had what they call the Joe Biden gap. My thing, what bothered me is that you got so comfortable too that you assumed that you have the black vote because you are the Democrat. And I think that that is what is the problem with Democrats. You assume you have our vote. Now, in this election, you 100% have my vote because what is the other option? Even if you are dissatisfied with the Democratic Party, what you gonna do, not vote? If you don't vote, that is a vote. And, it, and, and we've seen that happen before, which is why Trump is our president. I'm not, I'm more motivated by getting him out of office than I am for anything else. And so what bothered me the most is that you felt entitled that you had our vote because you are a Democrat, not because of what you've done for us as a leader, not because of what you've done for us as a party, but because simply you are a Democrat. And that's what I think really got to me more than anything in that statement.
1: Yeah, I think it was a uh, an inside thought on the outside, and I think it's 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 incredibly problematic. I'm not in any way going to vote for Donald Trump. Um, no, yeah, no. I, I like I think that, and beyond sort of the the racial dynamics that exist there. I think that we've seen a pretty incompetent administration in terms of, uh, of, of Donald Trump. I think, uh, that there are a lot of people who would be breathing right now, um, that aren't breathing, uh, because this administration doesn't seem to prioritize anything like it prioritizes hubris, um, and cozy enough to corporate power. Those are political musings that I particularly have. Um, to know though that someone would use, see the thing with blackness is that blackness was earned. It was uh like our ancestors earned it. They uh, they earned it by work uh and sacrifice and strife. They earned it. They they built this country. They earned
0: blood, their sweat, place in it blood, sweat,
1: tears. Blood, sweat tears. They earned their place in it. So when we say that we're black, when we talk about blackness, we're talking about sacrifice. No white man can tell you whether or not you're black or not, no matter what you do. Like that price was paid. um, That cultural price was paid uh, for you a long, long time ago. Now you might not be down, you know, like if you vote for Trump, you're you're certainly not down, but there's nobody that's white in America that can tell you whether or not you're black. It's just, and to even try to do that, casts anyone who would say something like that. And we should say that since then, um, Vice President Biden's team has apologized and that apology, that apology was sincere. And I accept that apology. But what the Democrats don't want to do is cast them, they're servants, not overseers. They serve us. We're the voters. They don't, we, we owe them nothing. They owe us everything. Uh, and so that was the most, and I tweeted about it, I tweeted, I said that you know, uh the Democrats um have to show the ability to do something for us, and uh the entitlement is dangerous, and a lot of people got at me because they thought that I was endorsing a vote for president Trump, and I'm not I'm just no. saying if we want results, we have to we we have to be about holding them accountable at some point
0: well, and that's what I will again. There, it's just words right now, and we can't, we don't know if there's going to be an action behind it until we see who is in office. But what this also brought out to me, though, is how important the Black vote is. And you saw that by the outrage of w- how Black people felt with him saying, you ain't Black. And then you saw how President Trump tried to capitalize on it because the Black vote is important. And if anything else, we should see how our vote matters. And how people are trying, not people, these politicians are trying to seek our vote. My thing with with Joe Biden is he did apologize, which is more than we ever see from Trump. And he also put out a plan of action, which is something that Charlemagne challenged him to do. Mm -hmm. He said, I hear you, but what's the black agenda? And he put forth that. So Mm. now we can hold him accountable to this is what you said your plan of action is. This is how you are going to help us on multiple platforms. So now we are saying, okay, I like where your head is. Now, let's see you put some action to it, because if you really do what you say you're going to do, then I want to see it. And I think also people are saying, who are you going to put as your running mate? Who are you going to put to stand next to you? Is that person going to be a part of the black agenda as well? Who is going to be your vice president? Now here's my question to you. Do you think that that means he has to have, cause he's already said it's a woman. We right. know that got gendered. We got gendered gender down. Do you think that that means he has to have a black woman as his running mate? To me, it does. So um, then who, but then there's, two, there's, I've heard three names really be out there mm-hmm. and two are actually more viable than than three.
1: Well, I mean, to me, right now, it's pretty—it's pretty clear they'll either be Val Demings or Kamala Harris. Um,
0: I can't imagine it would be Kamala. Uh,
1: you know, I, you never know how these things go. I will tell you one thing that's—that's—that's that's, that's interesting. I think the Breakfast Club appearance almost assured
0: <laughs> that there'll be a <laughs> black female running mate.
1: Um, to me, and I'll tell you why. I, th- this is two reasons why uh, I want a black woman. Um, in the VP spot. One reason is that, uh, it is an acknowledgement that black voters are responsible for Joe Biden being, uh, the Democratic nominee, the presumptive Democratic nominee right now. It's, yep. it's, it's, it's just getting something in terms of representation, um, for black people getting out there and really delivering the primary, um, season to Joe Biden. That's the first thing. The second thing is that, uh, if there's going to be a comprehensive black agenda that is going to be uh, one of the main focuses of the Biden administration, then I would like to see a black woman um, be very instrumental in shepherding that. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is, in my opinion, black women's time to lead. Uh, They have been denied so many opportunities and so much access to power in American culture. uh, Really? For as long as American culture has existed, um, that they are one of the last groups that has the opportunity to redirect the 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 course of the country, and I think if the Democrats really want to prove to people uh, that they're serious about not only fixing the country, um, then you got to empower some new voices. And I I would really like to see the Biden the Biden people do that. And it's going to be very telling to me if they don't.
0: I think after the Breakfast Club interview. It they is telling will. to me if they don't, that put more pressure before it was a conversation. Now it's like, no, actually it, it it needs to happen. And I think that it will affect him if he doesn't. But then at the same time, it's it's Trump is the other option. And, and mm-hmm. people are so motivated to get him out of office that it just might be okay for Biden to get a pass mm-hmm. in this.
1: Have you seen Mike Tyson recently? Yeah, he looks good. He looks good. Oh, like, wait, he, wait, 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 Was that you fighting? <laughs> wait. Yeah, wait, wait, hold on for a second. No, I wait think the camera
0: just twitched just a second. No, I No, I was just moving my hair. I think the camera just it just moved a little bit. That was your that I was your the, fighting. I think you the really camera are. just
1: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: But wait. No, wait. wait. Right, wait. Yeah. Have you seen the video of him fighting?
1: He didn't look nothing like that. Uh yeah. That's not my point. I have
0: seen the video. He looks good. Do you think that they sped that up? Because I'm convinced (laughs) that that was in fast forward. I'm convinced. (laughs) I'm convinced that that was a times two. I'm convinced that was fast forwarded. No,
1: they didn't speed it up. (laughs) That's why. Why would you
0: you say they sped it up? It looked like it.
1: No, no, and I needed to
0: see if he was out of breath because we got about ten seconds.
1: That's muscle memory, right there. Mike is back. First of all. Mike had got so fat around the hangover era, just for Mike's, I guess his, uh, his health. I'm glad that he is looking and feeling better, but it's like, I saw that video, right? And now Mike Tyson is talking about a comeback. I saw that video and people are putting that video up saying, yo, there's no heavyweights out there that could beat Mike Tyson. Do people know how fucking stupid they sound? Correct. Anyone, anyone who said, that Mike Tyson could beat Deontay Wilder, Povetkin, Klitschko, Fury. or any of these people. <laughs> Fury. That's a, it's a joke right now. I love Iron Mike, but you have to remember that the size of these fighters that are out there now, Mike had problems with these guys at this size when he was in his prime. Mike is not coming out and beating any of the top heavyweights. However, there's talk of a fight with Evander Holyfield.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. That's just funny in its, in itself. But what I was going to say is what one that video was 10 seconds long. We don't know if Mike was huffing and puffing when they pressed stop on that video. I don't know what kind of shape he's in. You can't tell that from a 10 second video. And I'm convinced yeah. it was fast forwarded. Two, it is $20 million supposedly that he's being asked to be paid or he's going to get paid. What does Mike have to lose? That's $20 million. He definitely would. What? Of
1: course he's going to fight for $20 million. Now,
0: will he win? No. The man hasn't fought since 2005. It's been 15 years. I like Mike too. Now, but I would would you, assuming audiences come back and this is a time where we can all congregate, would you pay to go see Tyson and and Holyfield fight?
1: uh, I would pay to watch it on pay-per-view.
0: Okay, so you wouldn't go to the fight.
1: I, at this point, I wouldn't go to the fighting. I wouldn't go to a fight if Jesus was fighting Lucifer. It, like, it, like, there's like, there's no like, if that you couldn't get me in a place with that many people, you couldn't get me if the Christ Child Himself were there, like Jesus. It's like really him. Like, I wouldn't go. I'm not. I'm not going to nothing. I would.
0: I'd be front row asking for a blessing.
1: No, I know, I'm not. No, no, because you know the way the Bible works. If you read your Bible, the way the Bible works is you're gonna go and you're gonna watch Jesus fight Lucifer. Then you're gonna get sick, and God's gonna be like, "Listen, I told you to use discernment." Don't I'm go to sorry. A what verse
0: was that? What verse was what, 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 <laughs> what chapter you have to say? I'm saying like it,
1: it, it, like people know the way where I'm at. Don't invite me. I'm not coming. <laughs> if it's more than three people there, I, I'm not like I'm not coming.
0: Van, um, wait a minute. Is this because you don't wear a mask? Because you just got a mask, if I'm I'm right. Oh, I got a mask.
1: Hold on. Let me go get it. Hold on, real quick. If if
0: I'm correct. Oh, how'd (laughs) you get one of those? I feel like those haven't been in stock for a while. You got an N95? You got your N95? Yeah, can you
1: see this joint? Look at this joint. I'm proud of you. Number one, I always had a mask, but this mask is different because it's breathable. Look, (laughs) I look like a chocolate vein. This is like. (laughs) Is breathable and you breathe out and it like it does the thing. I know that if you listen to this audio wise, you can't see it, but we got video available for well, you. Well, no, no, and no. I have Let a me really just cool, sleek looking, amazing okay. mask, and now I feel amazing.
0: Let me please educate everybody. <laughs> Van is acting like he's he has this new mask that nobody has had before that just came out. It's your typical N ninety five mask that people have been wearing for months now. You just are you just are new to all of this. You talking like you just have something novel on your face.
1: I mean, I'm new to it. I mean, I'm new to a mask. I hate wearing... I got to be honest with you. I wear the mask because Dr. Fauci says to wear the masks. And Good. I, unlike the rest of you nincompoops out there, I listen to the oh. advice of medical experts. So I wear my mask. I hate wearing a mask.
0: I wear... I, hate, I have like eight.
1: I hate wearing a mask. I hate it. it. The mask is... First of all, is that me? Is my breath like that? Because the mask is like... The mask is revealing some things that I didn't I don't have know about that problem. myself. I don't you don't have, have that problem. problem. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of people that have, Rachel, that have discussed <laughs> the fact that you're in your mask and you're not realizing that it smells like oregano when it's coming back into, you know what I mean? Like, I it's like a weird smell. It's a sour. Because it's not even bad breath. It's like a, it's not no. bad breath like halitosis. It's like a sour, it's like a sour thing. That
0: sounds like bad breath, man. No,
1: I, I don't have bad <laughs> breath. Okay. Like I've never. I, so you don't smell. So you tell me the inside of your mask, you don't smell nothing weird.
0: I really don't. Maybe it's maybe it's the N95. But see, you got you have an N95 where it comes, you can breathe out of it. So you it's not definitely an N95. Sh-
1: it's not. It's like a, uh, it's just, it's not an N95. It's just like a, Um. it's like an athletic mask type of deal with the rubber thing. It's not an N95. And by okay. the way, I was smelling this in the other mask too. It's something oh, weird. Oh,
0: okay. Okay, you can try to correct it.
1: But look, I can't run with my mask on, right? I can't, and you like, shouldn't. You shouldn't run with, they say you should wear one outside at all times now.
0: No, I think, cause I mean, when I'm walking my dog personally, okay, this is, this is sounds very vain, but I'm in Miami. It's hot. I can't breathe. It's humid. The sun is out. I do not want a tan line halfway across my face. Wow. So I take it off, but when I get in close proximity with people, I put it back on when on. I'm outside. Yeah. I've, I very much so follow the rules. I'm very much so into the mask. And like you, I don't want to congregate with a lot of people, unlike our other black brothers and sisters who were wilding out this past weekend for Memorial you Day. you just
1: got to make it about black people? And there was people all I'll tell you throughout why. the Ozarks. I'll tell, I'll, tell were, no, see, look, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Uh, no, see, I'll tell no, you like, why. I'll tell you
0: why. I'll tell you why.
1: people all throughout the Ozarks that was wilding out.
0: Pools I and pools will of white tell people. tell you why. Okay. Because white people aren't affected by this disease, this virus, the same mm-hmm. way that we are. 20,000 black people have died in this country. That's a fifth of the deaths in this country. Okay, we're approaching 100,000. If we haven't already hit it, by the time this podcast out comes out, it probably will. 20,000 black people have died. We are affected by this disease more than our white counterparts. I feel like we have to take more stringent, you know, we have to act in a different way than they do. We have to be more cautious than they do that. I'm not saying that they're wrong, that they're not wrong. I'm just saying, knowing how this d- disease affects us in multiple ways, we should not be going out to pool parties Memorial day at the club in close proximity with other black people where maybe you're fine, but you're taking this home to, as the attorney, not attorney, as the surgeon general said to big mama, to Big remember Mama. What, remember what he said? <laughs> yeah, to Big
1: Mama. I, I will say, I did, I, I did see a video that came from someplace in Atlanta and it was cracking. When I say it was cracking, it wasn't cracking like social distancing cracking. It was cracking circa 2018. Yeah. Like it was cracking like before and it, it, it bothered me, but what I don't want to see and, you know, TMZ has been Called out about this. If we're talking about former places that I that I that I've worked, I saw um, a meme uh, of a bunch of people at some rock in Utah, right? And it was a very sort of politely written, uh, mm-hmm. almost vanilla headline that said something like, "Oh, everybody's out on this rock." And blah, blah, blah. People couldn't wait to get back outside in Utah, blah, blah, blah. And all these people were white. And then there was a house party in Chicago. And it was like, look at these people, uh, <laughs> like, not adhering to social distancing. It's a party. Who couldn't care less? So irresponsible, or whatever, like that. But I don't want to see is black people become the face of social distancing, irresponsibility. I agree. And that's because people are doing that everywhere. The Ozarks looked like the rehab pool at Vegas. It was Ridiculous, and we're seeing that in Orange County. We're seeing that in a lot of places where it's just like a a, a lot of white people. I don't want to see us become the the, the poster child of that. But
0: I just, I just wish that we would pay attention to how this is. There are so many things that we have to fight in this country, and now we got to fight coronavirus. And I just wish that we would be more, we would pay attention to how this is affecting us and be more responsible in our actions. I'm not saying you can't hang out with your friends. I'm just saying you don't need to be at the at whatever party is popping. Because I'm sp- specifically thinking of what I saw in Houston. Because I'm from Texas, mm. right? And there were flyers. There were pool parties. I saw us in the pool. We don't even normally get in the pool like that. I mean, it was like <laughs> an uh, an all we get, we out getting, we,
1: party. We get in the pool, just not the deep end. You know what I'm saying? They, like we they were the in
0: the deep end. Wow! It was wow. a full out party. And I just, I, yeah, I'm just holding us. Yes, I am. Maybe I'm being unfair, but I'm holding us to a different standard because of how it is attacking us.
1: Yeah, you want you want an increased level of seriousness because an inc- there's an increased level of threat. Ex- exactly. Boom. Right,
0: I, I mean, I, that, I, I, there was nothing else to say after that. That was perfect. Um,
1: but the NBA is full of black people. Uh,
0: you don't yeah. care. No, what? I care. But go ahead, keep going.
1: What did you think that I was going to say there? You thought I was going to... say Well, you said
0: different? the NBA is full of black people.
1: That's a, is that not a true <laughs> fact? I think that's the truest fact in uh, in America today. The NBA <laughs> is full of black people. Okay, and they they might soon because what you're doing in right now is you're ruining a gold chip, a standard number one gold medal segue.
0: Then let me stop.
1: A black. What I was going to say is this: the NBA is. Full of black people who might soon be congregating on the basketball court. Boom!
0: It's a great. That's segue. what I'm talking
1: about. Um, the league might be coming back. Just one question for you: Do you care at this point?
0: It's not even about do I care. I just don't see it happening. How is it going to happen? And maybe oh, it's this definitely is definitely coming back. But this is me maybe putting on my lawyer hat and just thinking there are so many risks involved with this. When, Because it's not if, it is when one player gets corona, because it is going to happen. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you do, somebody's going to get it. Then what? Do we shut Mm -hmm. all down? Because now you got to check players, the teams that they play, the team that they're currently playing, the teams that they've played in the past. You got to check refs. You got to check coaches. You got to check staff. You got to sanitize everything that this player has come in contact with. And now I just, right before we got on this podcast, I saw a report about them trying to work out a way that families can be a part of it too many people involved it just doesn't make sense how it can happen because the, the when the person gets it it's got to shut down then what then is it going to run into the next season we're approaching like i don't know and and we also we don't know how what's the structure of this is going to be is there are there scrimmages do we start up the regular season again Is there going to be some type of tournament that counts you in for the playoffs? How long will the playoffs go? When do we cut it off? Will this bleed into the next season? I just don't understand. We're taking so much time to get this to work. I don't see how it can work. Hmm. And so therefore, all that to say, no, I'm not interested.
1: Mm. You're not as interested because you don't think that it's feasible, not because you wouldn't want to see it.
0: And because I've gotten used to basketball not being on at this point. Yeah. I, I, I mean, like, I'm entertained in other ways, and so I feel like I've kind of come to grips with basketballs not happening. So mm-hmm. I'm preparing for it to happen in this upcoming 2021 season, and I'm at peace with that. Mm. Aren't you at peace?
1: I am. I look I, like I'm at peace with. Uh, there's so many things personally that I've had to make peace with uh, over these last these last couple of months that. um NBA basketball wouldn't be something that would jar me into the woe is me, what's happening with the world, soylent green, uh, you know, end of Planet of the Apes situation. It's not, that's not going to be the thing that makes me feel like, oh, the fucking shit is all coming apart uh, because we don't have NBA basketball. I think that there are other things that I'm more concerned about. It would be nice to be able to turn on a game and see a game, but I'm not, that was one of the things, sort of those creature comforts that that's some of the stuff that i was able to uh adjust to pretty quickly um i don't think that i care about any specific form of entertainment coming back anymore like yeah. in the short term like and that's hard for me to say because even like college football right like <clears throat> it's Ooh, almost to me
0: tough.
1: it's almost to me it's 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 jarring to think about LSU playing in an empty Tiger Stadium because there's a scene in Interstellar and I never really thought about the movie in this way, but there's a scene in Interstellar where they're at a Yankee game Mm -hmm. and the Yankee game, because of the state of the world, uh, it's really a terrifying scene. The Yankee game is being held in like a cornfield. Like it's like, it's a real baseball game Um, But it's the New York Yankees because the world has been so decimated by whatever unnamed play comes in Interstellar that they're they're playing Major League Baseball games in these small little cornfields, almost like field Field of Dreams type of situations. And the grandfather says, you know, who's played by John Lithgow, he says, you know, in my day, we had baseball games in great big stadiums with thousands of people and all of that. And when I watched that scene, even then I was like, damn, what a terrifying prospect that the, that we might live in a society one day where the Yankees are playing in the cornfield because we have so many bigger problems than putting on a baseball game. Yeah. And part of me feels like I might freak out watching LSU play in an empty stadium because it might be like, we're there.
0: I think you just won't see the audience. You know what I mean? I think that it's there's a impossible
1: way that it's possible to not see them.
0: I think that there's a way to for it to be broadcast to where maybe you have like some type of soundtrack in the background where you can hear we crowd know cheering. That things
1: are different though. We can't lie to ourselves. Like I know. it is and it's weird. It, it, it's like we we know that it's we know that things aren't the same. I would rather I would rather everything start back and I know that economically by the way, economically, this can't happen. Sure. The NBA will be back because the NBA has to come back. College football will get played this fall because college football has to get played this played this fall. But for me, I would almost rather see things back at one hundred percent than in some weird version. I get some that ghost version of it.
0: No, I, I I absolutely understand that. I but with basketball, I'm kind of over that. It I just feel like we're so close to the start of next season that we can let it go by the time they figure all of this out it, we're we're on to the next season and then the, it's just it's just more of this season will be marked will your championship count will we be respected in the same way you know there's going to be a 30 for 30 on this we're going to look mm-hmm. back at this 10 years from now and remember that 2019 20, tw- 20 season mm-hmm. I, i'm just over it Football hasn't started yet. They're already talking about the SEC announced that they're opening up their facilities in June. So that's mm-hmm. getting back started. So I'm more so like, okay, we're going to have football. Maybe not right. with the audiences. Maybe right. we'll have the track in the back, the booze and the cheers.
1: Let me tell you something. The NBA is coming back. And if anybody has any money bet every dime that you have that the Lakers are going to win the NBA championship and I'll tell you why. Uh, This is, the the Lakers are 100% winning the NBA championship when the NBA comes back. There's not a more LeBron situation than this one. Keep going. For the LeBron to win this championship in the weirdest season the NBA has ever seen is like nothing that LeBron can do can solidify anything, right? LeBron goes to Miami. He's with two of the best players. LeBron goes to, he goes to win in, in, in Cleveland. It's like they, they were good. They got there every year. They were able to peel one off. Cool. There's nothing he can do to make people go, okay, this guy is the man, Michael Jordan level. When he wins this championship, it's going to be like, yeah, but. Everything LeBron James does, it's yeah, but. He is the greatest yeah, but athlete of all time. And this is the greatest yeah, but season that we have ever seen in any sport. Le- the Lakers are going to win and LeBron and they're going to be like, yeah, but man, the season was so crazy. Players were scared. People's heart wasn't in it. He ain't no Jordan because think about it. Win a championship with the Lakers would be LeBron being the ace on three different championship teams, three different places, three different franchises. That normally would catapult him up into a situation that almost no one yeah. has ever been in. But because it's going to happen this way, the yeah butters are going to be right there. That's how you know it's going to happen for LeBron this
0: year. You know what I just figured out after you said all of that? What? I really am not interested in this season because after, <laughs> after listening to everything that you said, and you're and you're not wrong, and your whole argument, the all I kept thinking about is, and I don't care. You don't I care. I am so checked out, and I think that's how most people would feel. Okay, so you won. You won. you want yeah, and you're right. The whole yeah but thing, perfect. It's so true, but yeah. I don't care. I'm already thinking about football season.
1: Do you care about the fact that Azalea Banks slept with Dave Chappelle?
0: Is that are you saying that as fact or as her as her what she
1: claims? I'm, say, I'm saying that that's what she said.
0: Whether she did or didn't, who cares? Azalea, Azalea I can't. That's like it's Takashi Six Nine to you is what Azalea Banks is to me. I can't. Oh,
1: I, yo, whoa! <laughs> I I know which clip is going on Twitter now. <laughs>
0: I can't. Oh, wait, wait. I can't talk about her. I can't talk about her because Whoa. she, is, she is somebody who is so talented. But all now that we care about is what outrageous claims she is going to make against some famous person that's going to get her trending on Twitter. That's that's what she's been deduced to at this point. And I'm not. And I'm not here for it. And she is somebody with so much talent.
1: Mm. I
0: mean, I. You you don't Rachel, want
1: to say anything, Rachel. She is going to what's she gonna
0: say to me? What's she gonna say to me? Ass
1: up. L- okay, l- let's make a list real quick. Let's eight mile this, cause you cause when cause once Azalea Banks gets wind of the fact that did she just called
0: just, me
1: just, Clarence. No, I didn't. I said <laughs> oh, kind of, a little bit. <laughs>
0: yes. Let's
1: eight mile this. Let, once she gets wind of the fact that you just dissed her, which you did. Okay. She is going to light you up. She getting all in your ass is what's going to happen. So make a list of things right now. Basically, Jimmy Rabbit yourself, make a list of things that Azalea Banks can attack you on so that you can get out in front of them. Go for it. I want to hear what you would attack Rachel Lindsay on if you were attacking Rachel Lindsay, because that's now going to happen.
0: She was, so what I was on The Bachelor. I feel like, I feel like I should start freestyle. So what I was on The Bachelor. I married a non-black guy. I mean,
1: that's one. Boom. She's going to get on your ass about that. Keep going.
0: Okay. My Colombian husband. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I really am trying to figure out what else she's going to say.
1: You know what, what? What would you say about you if you were dissing you?
0: I mean, I, I other than the Bachelor, me being on the Bachelor and not marrying a black man, I don't know what else she's gonna say. I mean, I'm 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 quite curious.
1: Mm, what's gonna happen?
0: But let's not forget, I I was a litigator in a formal life, which means I know how to go toe to toe with somebody in a courtroom. I, I I'm just saying, I'm just saying.
1: Miss Lindsay, did you just say? That you want smoke with Azalea Banks? I didn't
0: say I want it. I'm just saying I know how to defend myself. But at the same time, I guess my thing with Ooh. Azalea is, as I've, as i as I've said as well, I think she's so talented. I think it's unfortunate that she has been deduced to only going after people when it gets her a headline, when mm. she could be so much better than that.
1: Right. Right. Okay. And I,
0: mean, I don't, look. that's why I don't want to talk about her because there's nothing to talk about. Oh, here we, oh, oh, Azalea Banks again is going after somebody. What's new? Another day. She's going after somebody. Mm.
1: So, uh, okay. I mean, look, look,
0: I'm You saying... want this. You want oh, this. And, want, you wait, better, wait, wait, wait. and you better, you better have my back. You better have my back when, when she comes at me.
1: <laughs> right. Look, you, you could, I just want to let you know. Just real quick, just so, we, just so we know, you said that Azalea Banks, Scotty six 6'9", that's fine.
0: No, um, as, I said to you what he is to you. Like, you don't want to talk about it. You don't want to bring him, him to be a subject on the show. That's how I feel about her. I don't want to talk about her. She doesn't bring us any value. There's nothing, there's no There's no depth to it other than here we go again where she's running her mouth about somebody who's famous for clickbait.
1: Me and my brother had a discussion about the Azalea Banks' Day Chappelle thing because what she said was that that she has sex with Dave Chappelle, who has been married for a long time. So, we, by the way, here at Higher Learning, we don't do the bedroom police. We don't know whether or not Rosalia right. Banks had sex with Dave Chappelle, and we don't give a fuck about that. No, we don't. Um, uh, but if it's news to you guys, it's news to us. So we, we, we like, me and my brother had a conversation. Is that she said that she slept with him, and obviously he's married. Um, So that probably would cause some... I don't know when this could have happened. Maybe this happened a long time ago. I don't know what was going on. I don't know anything about that, whatever, whatever. But then she said, because I asked my brother, then she said that Dave Chappelle was a really good lover. And she said this to uh, 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 millions of people. And I asked my brother, so millions of people have now heard this. And I asked my brother, I was like, would there be a silver lining to having someone out you that way if they came back and said, yeah, but it was off the
0: chain? No, not if you're married with kids. Because okay. all that's going to do is, like, yeah, it you're known as a good lover, but as far as personally, it's going to cause a problem in your household. All she did was solidify herself in his next stand-up. That's all she did. I can't right. wait for his next stand-up because she's going to be a whole segment.
1: She definitely will. She definitely will. I just thought it was an interesting thing. Look, I too believe. So I know how
0: you would feel about that. I would feel, I would
1: feel like to me, I would be, I would be mortified. It was, it, it's just such a, I, I, but see, for me, it's like a whole different thing. All of that, who was with who? And I had sex with this person and I did this back in the day for clout. Most of the time, I find it, especially when you name names like that, I find it incredibly tawdry.
0: Exactly. I, I do too. I find
1: it incredibly tardy when people do that. Listen, I don't, I don't personally, I can't tell, especially uh, women how to, because there are cases where women talk about things like this, where they've been done terribly. And I can't tell them not to share their truth. I just can't. But a lot of the times, just when it's like for fodder or whatever, it's just like, and this is coming from the TMZ guy. So it's like, whatever, you know, um, No. Look, I I think that's, to be honest with you, man, that's a dope place to stop because we got some momentum rolling into the next kind of shows, this kind of situation between you and Azalea Banks, man.
0: (laughs) Stop trying to start something.
1: I I didn't start anything. You started. I said the
0: woman is talented. I would just rather not talk about her because there's nothing. There's no depth in a conversation when we're just talking about how so-and-so is just trying to call somebody out for clout.
1: You guys heard it. <laughs> Rachel Lindsay. Rachel Lindsay, Big Rach. Big Rach. It, <laughs> oh, that, way, is, says, that is on my it Zoom. It Big Rach on her Zoom. <laughs> Big Rage said, fuck Azalea Banks as a staff, a record label, and a crew. She said, higher learning podcast. We ain't scared of nobody. I would just Come like to her. point she out that we are a
0: joint force. What, what my opinions we have shared opinions my opinions are that of, are those of Van lathans as well so if you're gonna come at one of us you got to come at both of us
1: uh yeah well we'll see we we'll what happens. Look, everybody we are happy that you are taking the time to learn with us uh I, this is a fantastic situation that we're a part of this is the first episode for everyone that, that clocked in and listened to us um we're excited to, to to be here. And these are the types of conversations that you're going to get. Uh, we talked yes. a little bit about it earlier. I will say this before I throw it over to Rachel. It is, it is a very taxing time to be a Black American. It certainly is. Um, and that's why we're appreciative that you guys would take a little time to come laugh, kick it, join us, do whatever. Um, and we're going to be here for you twice a week, every week to continue these conversations.
0: Yes. Only thing I will add is, If you like what you hear, if you have a comment, message us, DM Van, he loves that. But no, seriously, (laughs) tell us what's up. Tell us what you want to hear us talk about, because this is really about the culture. It's for you guys. We love having these conversations because we want to talk about what's relevant and how things are impacting our culture. But we also want to make sure that we are giving you what you want to hear. Yeah.
1: Yeah sign off like this don't let these two hours be the only couple of hours that you learning learn Mm. every second of every day Mm. and learn with us the next time we get on here peace bye